In this episode, we talk about the European Super League. Things have been moving so quickly. We do talk about American sports franchises. How would this affect European sports? American football, baseball, sterile atmospheres. We also talk about the history of football. If you like the working man's game, are the big six really the big six? What kind of people would do this in the middle of a global pandemic? Changes for European competition and a lot more. Hope you enjoy it. Where he's just talking about how uh, the big baseball and football, American football uh, owners, who are all multi-billionaires, but how much public money they demand Mm. to keep stadiums, build stadiums. They blackmail local authorities and they'll suck the money out and then they'll bugger off. Yeah, hugely. It's insane. And they cream the profits, but they don't give anything back into the community. It's... Well, I, I think you, if you want, you could put the link on uh, to, to that because it is it is pretty yeah. good. But I was I was thinking about that in connection to what's happening now with this with this European mm-hmm. Super League because it will ultimately end in the same thing that uh, that now you've got all these which we talked about before American and uh, Middle Eastern owners they have mm. no loyalty whatsoever to of course they don't Manchester or Milan or Barcelona so once once they've established that Super League there'll be franchises the same as American sports yeah, are yeah. well that's what they want They'll demand that the local taxpayers pay for the new stadium and the upkeep of that stadium. Yeah. Then they can just make that club a mobile entity. But I th- I'm not sure that'll work in, in Europe or the UK because of it's so ingrained in the culture. I just yeah. I don't think it'll work. But if you look at who's driving this, it's apparently it's four teams. It's Arsenal, uh, Man United, Liverpool and Real Madrid. And yeah. the three English teams, they're all American Surely owners. Pardon? Surely Juventus. <clears throat> well, that's what I thought. Um, this Agnelli guy's babbling on about it for ages, yeah. but from all I've read today, and I really have been on it today, reading an awful lot of different sources, it's all hearsay, but different sources yeah. say it's these four that are really pushing it. Right. And, and it, it's, it's not a surprise, is it, that the American owners are... Um, are uh, well, yeah, they would just want to create what they've got in their own country, um, a franchise yeah. system. And what they don't understand is that's completely alien to European sport. But they don't care about European fans, local fans. They know all the money is going to come from North America, Asia, India. Uh... Well, that, that isn't so. You made two points there. One is they don't understand the culture of European football. But two, they'll make all the all their revenue from North America and Asia. So I think the first point is utterly irrelevant to them. They they know the Glaziers know how yeah. unpopular they always yeah, have yeah, been yeah. United fans. They fucking hate them. It's a little bit different with Liverpool because they they've won stuff. But United fans, they they know that that, that they've been draining that yeah. club dry yeah. ever since they took the club over. But the, the bottom line is they don't give a shit. They, they, so if they if they believe, and I, they're probably right in this, that they can reach a global fan base, mm. uh, it, it matters not one jot to them if they lose those traditional supporters. Well, of course not. I mean, I um, I, I saw the this new Super League, they have a definition for fans and what they call, for want of a better term, old school fans, local fans, they call them legacy fans. Right, and they're not particularly yeah. interested in legacy fans. They want like you know future fans, and yeah. it's completely ignoring the. I mean, this this is it, it's not clear. This is not some left wing nonsense. It is it is built out of the working man's game. This was 
Saturday, it all came about because workers finally got a half day on Saturday, so they worked five and a half days a week. There was one gap in the market, to use their terminology, and suddenly there was a big opportunity for entertainment on a Saturday afternoon, and football filled that void and became hugely successful. And also, this idea of the big six, has anyone looked at the league table recently? as a Tottenham 7th, Arsenal 9th, also, I think there was a, a Preston North End actually released a statement about this. And they made some very good yeah. points. Big six when now in the 1930s, in the 1950s? Well, Absolutely not. What we were talking about in a previous podcast. Absolutely. We an all-time league table. And um, several of those clubs would be nowhere near the top no. of it. I mean, no. even, even if you just asked the question 10 years ago, um, City wouldn't have been in it, would no, they? No, no, no. Um, not until the new money came in. No, there'd be no one so, here. If you'd be a top flight about... side, but also runs, you know, they'd, be, yeah. they'd do well to get in the top eight sort of kind of a yeah. team. And, and I mean, pre Abramovich, Chelsea, yeah, they were they were they were nothing special at all. I mean, they were, they sort of bobbed up and down between the top two divisions. They were not one yeah. of the really big clubs. Yeah. You'd have probably had Leeds would have been more likely to have been certainly there. in the sixties and early seventies. Certainly, Derby County. Nottingham Forest, yeah. double, yeah. you know, double champion, uh, double European champions. But also, do you know how many this again? The the notion of these are the big clubs in England. Do you know how many uh, trophies Spurs have won in the last uh, mm. since nineteen ninety one, including nineteen ninety one? One, two, FA Cup and the League Cup. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And you're telling me they're one of the giants of English football. I'm sorry, but no, they're not, mate. Without Amazing. Harry Kane, they, they would have come nowhere near the top. They're lucky that Harry Kane came through the youth system and single-handedly kept them near the top every season. But it's, it's not... We all know that none of that's actually relevant, don't we? It's not relevant where Spurs are now. Yeah. It's not relevant how many trophies they've won in the past. They're a big London club. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. You need... You need I mean, as it says, it's massively unbalanced, isn't it? You've got yeah. if you look at the look at the breakaway ESL. It was what three three London clubs, two Manchester yeah. clubs, Liverpool and one club. Liverpool club. Yeah, so you've got yeah. huge areas of the country just not represented in any way, shape, or form. But the other like Germany, not represented in any way, shape, or form. Well, the German clubs have said, I'd, Bayern Munich. I wonder we're thinking about it, but Dortmund never, and they wanted Dortmund in, but there's no way they're going to join. No way they're going to join. They're, they're quite a leftist club. I, I, I guess you have a reply to this. It's, uh, the, the German ownership model means that even if Bayern, even if Bayern's, Munich, Bayern's leadership wanted to do it, the yeah. fan base wouldn't let them do it. They'd, yeah, that that if the, obviously if the fan base want them to as well, then you know they'll vote for it, and that's that. But there's no way they'll vote for it. No way. No way. No. And and PSG for. Oddly, they're saying they really don't want to be part of it either. But now I think a line's been drawn in the sand. And what worries me is that UEFA and all the other clubs are going to allow themselves to be bullied and blackmailed. What they need to do now, and this is a golden opportunity to reform football, if you ask me, is just kick them out. Right, you're done now. Massive 20, 20, 30 point deductions. Boom. Get them out of the league. Get them out of everything. And start to restructure football on much more, how can I put it, Fair uh, lines. And also, if you kicked all six of those out, I know probably the same problems will creep back in five or ten years, but you could have a genuinely competitive first division. Um, 
Of course, the no. same problems will keep rearing their ugly head, of course. I mean, and it's interesting, like, UEFA taking the high horse. Oh, no, the Super League's only about money. And the Premier League, oh, no, the Super League's only about money. Now, you can save that fucking bullshit for the tourists. We all know that's nonsense. Well, you could you could trace a lot of these arguments back. You, you could pick up any number of themes. But, but one certainly would be the, the Premier League just um, giving a, a absolute carte blanche so the biggest investors all around yeah. the world are the clubs. Yeah. Well, once you've allowed all your big clubs to be to be picked up by uh, by foreign oligarchs and despots, they own the clubs. Yeah. They they will do what they want to do with it. You've yeah. you've lost control of it. Yeah. So once you've given the green light to that, they've really got what they deserved. I mean, this is this is just the logical consequence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree because that's what one thing surprises me. There's all these like Liverpool fans and my United fans, like, oh my god, I can't believe what's happening. And it really, I don't want to be feel like I told you so, but what did you expect? Mm. They're in it mm. for the money, and yeah. the European Super League equals more money. Yeah. What What did you think would happen? You know, it's it's been blindingly obvious for a long time. I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. And I actually think, um, good. Get rid. I think it's actually a good thing for football. I think it'll be a failure. I really don't think it'll take off, actually. How? Oh, I'm really torn on that. I think it'll be a failure on your terms and on 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 the terms of what we would regard as average football fans. But but money makes money. They'll control the narrative. Mm. You got J.P. Morgan behind you. Yeah. You've got you've got multi-billions controlling media and access. Yeah. This all, all that's happening is a bite of bit, isn't it? I mean, you're saying about the Premier League, it's the same with Sky. Uh, I've, n- I've never heard Sky complaining about big money takeovers yeah. before. Suddenly, they're but out of their league. I know, now they're going crazy because they know they're screwed if this goes through. Yeah. They'll lose yeah. a bloody fortune. Yeah. I mean, I did so, agree so- with what Gary Neville was saying, 100%, but it's yeah, hard to not so- point the finger and be like, hold on a minute, mate. You've taken the you've taken your thirty pieces of silver as well, so yeah, don't really be holy than that. But I do like Gary Neville, so yeah, me too, really. Despite everything, I mm. mean, you know, it's good to have voices a, like that. It's at least yeah. they're there and they're speaking out loud. And I think he means what he's saying as well. Yeah, uh, I, I suspect he uh, sometimes probably uh, looked into his own. Uh, searched his own soul deeply and yeah. wondered about taking the, the sky shilling, which does compromise him. Yeah, compromises yeah, yeah. Him yeah. Uh, once you go down that path, it becomes much more difficult to to make a, a, a moral argument. I but think. it is a golden job. I mean, if you're if you're a professional footballer and yeah. that's your life, and you're offered this, you're the main man on the on the. There's more now, but the only real provider of. Uh, Premier League football, and you're pretty much given carte blanche for your own shows and things. Mm. You know, again, I wouldn't condemn someone for. There's a, yeah, there's a bit of hypocrisy, but still, it's not yeah. as bad as some people. There's there's worse. There's far worse people no, no, knocking no, there, about. Are, there are many, many worse. But again, you see that that line of reasoning, um, that probably indicates why ultimately the, the European. Super League probably will be successful mm, yeah. because if there is enough money behind it, yeah, and there's a big enough platform, people will go for it. I mean, it is interesting to see you've not heard a word from, or at least 
at the time we're speaking, I haven't heard a word from Klopp or Guardiola. Mm. Uh, the, the Chelsea boss is saying, oh, well, you know, it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with the players. Mm. I believe in my board. I believe in my employers. They, they're not... They can't rock the boat, but I put money on Klopp inside not being up for this, thinking it's pretty shit. Ancelotti's come out at Everton and he said he thinks it's a horrible idea. Yeah, but they're not one of the clubs, are they? Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, every manager you've heard from any club that's not in the top six. They haven't said a word, have they? No, no. It's interesting. It's, it, it's very interesting. I found the whole thing fascinating. I think it just sums up um, a lot more about the world. And it, I, I hope it kind of engages people much more in what's really happening in the world. You know, they can kind of like, hold on a minute, they can see what's going on. And, and, and there's some other clubs I'm genuinely surprised, like Atletico Madrid. You know, I, I thought they were, they're all in it for the money, but I just had the feeling they were a little bit different. So, sad about that. I've always quite liked Atletico. Yeah, but you hear them all hedging their, hedging their bets mm. now, don't you? And all, all this stuff about... Uh, I've got the PL men will be out in, in force behind mm. the scenes. Oh, Manchester City, they, they were reluctant, but they felt they really had to yeah. do it. Well, that's oh, what they've said yeah. already. Uh, yeah, I know the, the, the poor, poor little itsy bitsy chap from Abu Dhabi. Mm. He's been bullied by all the big boys. Yeah, they've been dragged kicking oh. and screaming into the group as well. Yeah. So no, not, none of them have any sympathy at all. But I, I do think this idea that you're saying we've, we've talked about this a lot how you can look at football you can see the administration and mm. financing football and you can see the corruption within football and the the um, the, the governance of football and you you see that it, it basically mirrors so many other aspects of capitalism yeah. and the rest of the world yeah microcosm but, of the world yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's never stopped these developments before. No. I'm afraid I'm too cynical now. I, I, I wish I weren't, but I kind of don't have any hope that this will make a difference. I know people are screaming blue murder about it. Yeah. But if you look at what's actually happened to football over the last two, three generations, it's so radically different already mm. from what it was when, yeah. when, when I was growing up and from my parents' generation. That I, I think ultimately they can, the 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 money men can bludgeon people into doing what yeah. they want. Yeah, because what you like you say the PR, but do you know who's handling the PR for it in the UK? The same person who handled Theresa May's uh, PR <laughs> when she was like, "Well, that's a good fucking choice, isn't it?" Anyway, but besides that, it's a great choice. But the Tories are still in power, aren't they? And I'm, I'm getting I'm getting more popular. I, I yeah, yeah. yes, astonishing. Yeah. <clears throat> Look. I mean, do you see exactly this? Look at look at the government's reaction, mm. the, the, the Tory government's reaction. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. We will do all in our power to stop this. But I mean, the, the hypocrisy there. Yeah. yeah. When when these groups, the JP Morgan and other other big financial institutions, are taking over uh, over the, the the governance of the game. That's exactly in keeping with everything the Tories have ever stood for with oh, every, yeah. every other industry. Do you think Boris Johnson gives two shits about football? No, not no, at all. So it's just, it just has to be the populist. Of course, of course. And he'll change his tune as soon as JP Morgan turn up or some of the yeah. big company be like, oh, let's, let, we want to be donors to the to the Conservative Party and then suddenly they get their own way. Hmm. But it's, it's just... I, I'm just kind of torn about it, if I'm honest, because at first I thought, bastards... And then I thought, good. I mean, but you look at the way they've done it. I mean, if you know, I don't know if you know or not, but this morning UEFA were going to unveil, unveil this whole new structure for the Champions League beginning in three years. 
12 hours before you've got these yeah. clubs stick the knife in during yeah. a global pandemic so they know when clubs are on their arse this is the time to do it because the money Ooh. has power but you've got Real Madrid and Barcelona both of them a million uh, a billion sorry euros in debt each yeah. and it's just and, and they all say like this is going to make football better but they've had so much money already and are still down a billion what kind of mismanagement is that how appalling can you be at running anything in any other walk of life that had been fired years ago. What's it? No, do you you know what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, 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 you're right. (laughs) I can't argue. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's just like any other walk of life. Mm. Um, Yeah, you're right. uh, Dido or whatever her name is, who's running the the health programme in Britain after multiple failures um, of governance in the companies she's worked for. It's true, yeah. Same shit with people who run banks and fail, criminally so in many cases. They're still there running the the organisations that oversee the banks. And and the point you were making before about about them deliberately seizing on a crisis is a point that Naomi Klein made in a, yeah. in a book, you know, The Shock Doctrine. Well, it's disaster about, capitalism, about, isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. They use exactly that opportunity yeah. to of a, of a disaster to, to steamroller in their privatise yeah. assets and, to, and take control of assets. Mm. But you do, I, I do wonder if they've gone, I'm being, I, I know I'm being naive now, right, but I do wonder if they've just gone a bit too far now. Mm. I wonder if they've just overstepped the mark ever so slightly. And this might backfire in in the faces. I certainly hope so. I don't think so. I think they'll no. get what they want in the end because money talks like it always does. And there'll be a generation of fans that are really alienated. But the next lot probably this will is... get behind it. And also they just don't care about local fans. They would happily play all their games in empty stadiums. I mean, the only solution for this is to make the... I can only explain it in their words. Make the product less attractive. You can make that less attractive by complete fan boycotts, genuinely empty stadiums. And then I think things will start to happen or make it so unpopular that sponsors start looking at it and thinking, hmm, do we really want to be involved in this new product? And if that happens... Because they won't listen to anything but money. They don't give two shits about fans or people. They're a bunch of goddamn sociopaths. But if the money starts going away, then they'll then they'll start to back down. But that's the only way it'll happen. Only way. Well- It'll, it'll be really interesting to see, and um, uh, maybe I've become the opposite of, of naive. Maybe I'll become so cynical I can mm. never see any hope in any of these developments. And it may be that that ultimately there'll be, there'll be some sort of compromise. You know yeah. that these guys have gone steaming in there, yeah. and that scares you away for so much, and FIFA so much, and the Premier League so much that they get most of what they want without having to form a breakaway league. Yeah. So that's that's one scenario. But the but the other thing about you know empty stadiums and so on and so forth. I mean, even here where I live um, in, in in Denmark, I, I I know a few people who are just ordinary you know working mm. class people who support. One of one of the big six clubs, yeah. nearly also one of those big six clubs, and um, they they will go over to Liverpool or to London twice a year. Yeah, um, a father and a son. You know, they'll save up to go twice a year to go and see Spurs at home or to go to mm-hmm. Anfield, and. Even if they alienate all their, uh, as you put it before, as they put it, heritage mm. fans, even if they alienate all of those, 
they, these organisations will come together with local travel agents all around the world yeah. and put together a package, come to London, go to the West End, come and yeah. see Spurs. Yeah. They will always be able to get 60,000 people every week to go and do that. It doesn't matter if none of them come from London. But it does create a sterile atmosphere because they always go... And, and a lot of foreign fans, like I talk to some fans here and they go, oh, it's so good in English stadiums, the, the atmosphere, the passion. And I, I always say, I'm sorry, but it's not been like that for years. So it's already it's very it's, it's very already sterile that. in the Premier League. Very sterile. It's already that. Yeah. So it won't actually make that much difference. I mean, it's, it's already executive boxes and and um, many many uh, tourists coming over. And again, you know, look at look at the American version. It, it is really worth looking at the big American sports. Mm. And you you see with uh, with baseball uh, uh, and how. Uh, sterile the atmosphere can be there yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and it's a, it's the same kind of thing they they if they sell the franchise and they go and move somewhere else yeah they'll still get a full house because it's yeah. not it's not the dodgers that people support is it mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 los angeles or minneapolis and when that franchise moves they don't take the fan base with them mm-hmm. But, that, but I don't believe so. Um, no, but I just find that whole like, again. It's just I've I've got some fossilized old way, old European way of thinking about it. But it's just unimaginable to me. I, I just what you've just taken the team away. You know, I just cannot yeah. even. I, I, it's not. Of course, I understand it intellectually, but emotionally, no. I can't even get my head around it. Well, I thought we could have what we were talking about a few weeks ago. You could end up with uh, Preston's franchise being bought, and you could end up with South End, North End. I know, oh, some God. weird compass team. Billionaire. <laughs> oh, it's all kind of crap, isn't it? I mean, oh, God. It's just ugh, another nail in the coffin of just life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, it, but I, I honestly am, I am trying to be optimistic about these things and I wonder if it could be really good so if UEFA instead of constantly being bullied and threatened and blackmailed they just go call you bluff alright fuck off bang it does, you but, I wish the, they would I wish they had some balls about it you know well the, the statements I, I can't remember his name but the, the statements of the, the chief suit of UEFA I mean, to... or Seferin yeah yeah, I've, I've never heard such undiplomatic language from UEFA before. It was pretty funny when he, when he was he was saying about you know he'd spoken to Bob Woodward and then he really went off on a rant yeah, about uh, yeah. and, it, and um, from what I, I read that uh, the UEFA guy is actually yeah. a goddaughter to uh, yeah, he's god, a, he's god a, yeah. his his daughter, but he was yeah. really good. Well, he's been stabbed in the back, hasn't he, by a close friend. He's yeah. clearly been shafted. Because yeah. last week they're all yeah. saying, yeah, we agree with this new uh, Champions League format that you're going to release on Monday morning. And on Sunday night, just before, ooh, <laughs> stick that knife in. Ooh, you're going to be raging. Go, go, Govan Johnson, eat your heart <laughs> Oh, This is some proper nasty backstab. Shakespeare would have a field day with this. But that's, but that's what it is at that level, yeah. isn't it? Nowadays, people who reach that level, I, I won't say they're all psychopaths, but but the, but the, the system of you know capitalism, mm-hmm. red in tooth and claw, yeah, it, it 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 encourages those people to reach the top, yeah, yeah, and they get to the top by stabbing other people in the back, yeah. climbing. Climbing the ladder, pulling it up behind them, stabbing all the competition. So it's not really very surprising. Once they get there, they start doing it to each other. Yeah, what's that line? The the frog like carries the scorpion over the water yeah. to the island, and yeah. then the scorpion 
stings the frog and is like, screw me, what do you expect me to do? I'm a scorpion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah you know, but it's true. It's true of these buggers as well. Unless it's all a very big act by, um, what's, what's his name, the guy from UEFA? Um, Seferin. Right, Seferin, yeah. Unless he's acting extremely well, he's actually demonstrating his own naivety yeah. incredibly. That, that yeah. he actually didn't believe, he's clearly shocked yeah. by the developments. How can you be shocked by this? I don't know. <laughs> that, but that An- Agnelli bloke must be a right scumbag if, you know, oh, my daughter's godfather, and I'll just chaff them completely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's going to sting. If you're like a Seferin block, that's going to like, ooh, this is personal. But they know if the European Super League does happen, then UEFA will lose most, if not all, of their power. Yeah. That's probably why they hate it so much. Yeah. And the Premier League. They could do with reformatting the whole European competitions then. If they went back to actual knockout, which is just genuinely more interesting to watch, this is not like some old foggy view of the world or some fossilised view of football. Bottom line is Jeopardy football is more entertaining than round-robin league football. Jeopardy football, on the night, you've got yeah. to win. And if they bring that back and then suddenly they find, yeah, I don't keep it the Champions League, whatever you want to call the damn thing. Uh, but if they're fi- suddenly it goes back to that. And then, wow, people will realise, whole new generation of fans, wow, this is actually amazing. Every game's brilliant. Knockout football. Boom, boom, boom. I think football purists and people who are really interested in football in general, not just these top six fans, will really enjoy different teams doing well. I think that model will be very successful. So just don't don't try and emulate what you've been doing all the time because it doesn't work. So something radical, and oddly enough radical, I think, will be going back in time. Because you can't argue that the the group stage in the Champions League are as dull as the shit. And to make what they wanted to do was make them bigger. So there's no point. You can't appease these money-grabbing clubs. The more you appease them, will they not learn? The more you appease them, the more they're going to want. There comes a point where you've just got to say, call the bluff, all right? What are you going to do? Yeah. Or just don't even call the bluff. You could say that letter of intent, well, call you bluff, I don't know. But the letter of intent means, all right, bang, no discussion. We're not even going to negotiate. Um, everyone on this letter gets a 30-point deduction from the uh, from the domestic league. Just done. Well, Boom. you know, you're hearing quite a lot about this, but, oh, God, you know, the legal the legal guys. I mean, I, yeah. I know you and Stephen were talking a couple of days ago about... Um, the way that the the German federal government has, or the German federal court has overruled yeah. Berlin's right to cap yeah. local rents. You know, on an issue like this, with the, the multi-billions yeah. involved, you know, those clubs' lawyers will probably run rings around them. Yeah. Because in the end, who wins legal cases is, is the ones with the biggest possible money. It's just like football. It's yeah. like any walk alive. They've got the money, it's they win. walk alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can pay for the big players, the big the big lawyers. It is sad. It's just, oh, you know, you have something wonderful and it doesn't need tinkering with, really. You've got to change things every now and again. You see a problem, you want to try and do something about it, make things more interesting, more competitive, new competitions. That's all good. But you've got something wonderful and it already makes them billions. But, oh, this endless pursuit of money. Yeah, I think any right-minded person just can't understand it. Anything, anything that starts with the grassroots, working class, whatever you want to call it, that starts with ordinary people and becomes big yeah. enough, it always gets fucking ruined. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's music or popular culture, yeah. or sport, it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter. Once it gets into their hands, they will fuck it up for you. They'll, yeah. well, they'll just take it from you. Um, I, I know it's not your sport, but cricket. I mean, yeah. I, you can't, you can't see 
top level cricket. I, I, football, I see very, very little uh, top yeah. level football anymore. Um, to the point where I actually don't really miss it very much. Um, but they just take it out of your hands, make it their own, their yeah. own product, slice it up, sell it off, and it's no longer yours. So any anything that starts out grassroots that becomes popular, you know, mm. it's going to be stolen from you. Well, you know, I think this might be an opportunity for other sports as well. So on Friday night, I watched rugby league. It was Hull KR against uh, Huddersfield, and it was a genuinely amazing game. Like uh, they scored a tr- Hull KR scored a try after seven seconds. Yeah, fastest ever, eighteen nil up. Mm. Huddersfield come back but lose on a on a drop got 25-24 and oh, it was genuinely Huddersfield's manager is for, for Salford manager but hold on um, but, but the point being that it was an amazing game like yeah. genuinely I think a neutral would have really enjoyed that and I, I just watched it casually I, you know I'm not a fan of either team it's Friday night I'm at a loose end so yeah you know why not I'll bung a rugby league game on and it was fantastic rugby. and these these sports rugby league I'm a big cycling fan too would I think really benefit from this? People get alienated. Oh, you know, it's just about money, 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 and the team's gone to bugger off in a European Super League. And maybe people start looking for alternatives. So I think something yeah. like rugby league could seriously benefit from this situation. You'd hope so. I wish it would because it's a brilliant sport, rugby league. I actually find it more entertaining than football very often these days. It's very rare you'll get a boring rugby league game. Very yeah. rare. And it's very rare indeed that you'll see somebody rolling around in fake agony. Yeah, God no. Well, it's just the ultimate sign of weakness, isn't it? It's more like it's more like they'll get up with a fractured skull and carry on. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. You're, you're bleeding everywhere. You've lost eight pints of blood. For God's sake, yeah, get off the well, pit. I can, I, can, I can carry on. No, I love it. Well, I saw some. I just saw some jokes as well today. That all oh, those European super league lot. Real Madrid are going to play Castleford next week, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Catalans will be in a good position, won't they? It's a French. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a big soft spot for Catalan Dragons. Oh, I'll tell no. you, the first game yeah. in the Super League, they played Wigan. Or was it St. El- no, I think it was Wigan. And they were massive, massive price, big underdogs. And I didn't really research it. I thought, oh, you know, first game, first game in the new league, you know, Really enthusiastic about it. Yeah, why not? And they, and they won. They hammered Wigan. But I yeah. think it's good these expand... Expi- it makes the game bigger. Yeah. And and I think... There's so you're in favour of the European Rugby Super League then? No, but getting these teams in just makes the sport bigger. Because it, I always feel like Rugby League could at any moment just collapse completely. Oh, it could. Whereas, yeah, really could. just to make it a bit bigger... And there's nothing wrong with... I'm not talking European Super League, but playing clubs from different countries is interesting. It is enjoyable. Mm different cultures, different clubs. It's just on this this closed shop franchise format I don't like. Yeah. But it feels like so but it isn't have, traditional though. They have played rugby league there for a long time and the French oh, have yeah, got their own, their own and also when you look at the Vichy government and things like that, it's there's a fantastic history. It's hard not to really like think, oh, it's good to support the French game. Yeah. And also I do feel like if you're a rugby league fan, it's almost like sport first before club is the impression I get. Because the sport yeah, is so on its ass. Yeah, I think there is a lot of truth in that. I mean, obviously for for me, when uh, Salford became within a point of actually, yeah, uh, of, of winning the, the grand final, um, just, that, at that particular point, it was definitely club before. No, of sport. course, of course, of course. <laughs> but, but overall, yeah. I think I 
95% of rugby league fans are much more concerned about the health of the sport yeah. overall than they are their own club. Yeah. Now, this, this is what's quite interesting about the European Super League now. In the, at least here, I might I might be a little more optimistic. I might be with you on this. That I, I can't remember seeing anything before, and this could change, but where I've seen such um, unified opposition yeah. to development. Yeah. So it's not as though you're seeing pockets of Manchester United fans or pockets of Arsenal fans yeah. or any of them coming out and saying, ooh, yeah, let's go for it. Everybody else can yeah. fuck off. Now, normally, if you see football forums, mm-hmm. uh, discussion forums, yeah. Everybody is in their own little castle. Yeah, going, yeah. Typical Spurs fans, typical Liverpool fans, which is, which is all just bollocks because fans of all clubs are just representatives of yeah. a whole. But here, there is a, there is a, a, a unity of opposition yeah. to it. It makes me wonder whether just yeah, you may just be right here that at this particular moment, football fans will come together and look at the, in the interest of the sport as a whole, as opposed to their yeah. own club. I mean, I, I think in Germany because I've been speaking to German friends of mine today, and I get the feeling it's it's not even ninety nine percent against this European Super League. I'd be very surprised if there was one in a thousand football fans. Mm-hmm that were mm. support. I mean, it's absolutely across the board. And I think German clubs know this, Bayern Munich know this. I don't mm. think Dortmund would join it anyway, but they know it's the kiss of death if they do that. Here, it's... I mean, the, the Red Bull Leipzig still get slaughtered by every yeah. team that... The fans still give them grief. Yeah. There's no acceptance. And it's no. years now. And they still... They're despised. Hoffenheim is still despised because they're a mm. fake club that came mm. up with the money from um, S- SAP. Hoffenheim's a tiny village. Can't yeah. support a Bundesliga side, but he pumps all his money in. Mm. And they're still universally despised. They don't forget here, the fan groups have got a really good, generally left-wing tradition. And mm. anything like this comes along, they just, oh, no, 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 no. They hate it. Mm. And I think Bayern knew that. <laughs> and and yeah. love or hate Bayern, and I really don't like them. But they are, mm. ooh, for want of a better term, a proper football club. Well, there's no doubt about that. But, yeah. I mean, you, you you probably say that about most of the other big the, the, the teams that are broken away. Um, <clears throat> they are they are proper football clubs traditionally. No, I, I didn't yeah. mean that, though, so I, I should clarify. I meant in, in the respect that they do care about the, the sport of football and their yeah. own domestic league rather than... Yeah. They are in it for the... But not purely in it from the money and that's what I meant whereas like Juventus especially under this Agnelli guy do feel like they've turned into some like money vacuum and the Real Madrid bloke has been Perez I think his name is they've been banging on about this for years a European yeah, Super League them, I think it probably is the case unlike Bayern Munich that uh, that, that there is also the fact that the, the, the they could actually go bankrupt if they yeah. don't do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a billion in the in the, <laughs> they in the really hole. are in deep shit. <laughs> well, that's because they've been managed terribly. I have no... Yeah, yeah. As you said, it's absolutely unbelievable yeah. that clubs of that size with the built-in yeah. advantages they've yeah. got. Yeah, still uh, managed to off. screw it up. And Barcelona yeah, are just yeah. as bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, they had yeah. all that money and they've also sold out. You know, for years they never had a, a shirt sponsor and they got Qatar yeah. on the shirts and they still can't manage and they're still a billion. In debt. Yeah. How do yeah. you? I mean, you've got all that money just pouring in, and to bugger it up is astonishing. You know, there's there's something to be said for just if they just cut their cloth accordingly, they'll still be all right. But there's this such a a football arms race with people coming in from that are nothing to do with Europe, quite frankly, and they're just pouring money in for their own dodgy reasons, whatever they may be, profit. 
you know, um, securing themselves against oil running out or, you know, trying to buy a club so they're too high profile to be bothered by Russian Putin or anyone like that. You know, whatever their motives are, certainly isn't, oh, I've always loved football since I was a kid. It ain't that. No, no clearly, clearly not. No. Uh, I, yeah, if you think of any of them, um, any of the people associated, um, Abramovich, I suspect, does like football. Yeah. Um, the the others don't give a shit. Well, Man United clearly don't sports, give a toss, do they? Sports watching, or it's, it's money. But yeah. I mean, United, I mean, Glazier, uh, what's the what's the uh, baseball franchise there? I, I don't know. I don't know. No, anyway, I, I saw something um, today that went. I can check. Pardon? I'll just have a check. Go, go on. I'll just yeah, check. Yeah. While when, when, they, when they bought them, they paid. They paid like I don't know what, hundred and fifty million dollars for them or something. They now they're now worth well over a billion. Yeah. So okay. their model is is entirely about getting, screwing as much cash out as they possibly mm. can. I, I don't think that's the case for city's owners. I don't think it's the case for Abu Dhabi and the Middle no. Eastern region. It it is just political sports washing. Mm. That, that's all. Looks like an American football team, by the way. Tampa Bay oh, Buccaneers. Yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. 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 oh, it's all the same to me. Like yeah. But it is, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. And it's, it's like, um, you, I remember we talked about this ages ago. It was that your buddy, uh, Johnny, and he was a Man United fan, and he was kind of, uh, and that must have been donkeys ago, and we talked, spoke about this. But um, even then, you could see you could see what's going on, you know, they're coming in for the money. I do feel sorry for genuine fans of those teams. I do. Well, we, but I mean, again, you know, it, it is really interesting. I don't want to have a go about uh, uh, anybody about this because we don't know how we'd react if somebody came along and yeah. took over no, no ball. I, I mean, I'd like to think I'd react in a particular way. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you look at um, the, the, the United funds I felt most sorry for were those that got involved in the whole FC United thing. Yeah. Because I think. I think I think it was a totally legitimate objective. Their, their objective, I think, was to make this as big a club as they possibly could mm. and, and replace Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, come but, through. But it shows how difficult it actually is when you're appealing to grassroots supporters yeah. because United just ended up like another, um, bo- you know, bottom ranking, middle ranking. And there was also uh, a lot of power plays going on there. There's a lot of politicking going on, and they were all like arguing about who's running it and who isn't. Yeah. So the same old shite just turned up, but just on a much, much, much lower level. That's uh, right. Even there where it was a start choice, right, we yeah. are United fans through and through. Um, let's set up an alternative for United fans. Yeah. Uh, did it Did it persuade mm-hmm. the millions of Manchester United fans to no. move over? No, it didn't. Well, they started out well, didn't they? They got, I think, big crowds, but then they just... They yeah. never made that push, and now it's Salford City that have uh, pushed through, and um, yeah. so they're the big rivals yeah. for Man United. But, but again, it shows the power of the name, the, the brand. Yeah. Unfortunately, so you know the vast majority of United fans hated Glazers taking over. Yeah. The vast majority probably still hate the fact that they yeah. they own their club, uh, but they can't. And we've, we've again we've talked about mm. this before. There's something within you. Yeah, because I've got a friend of mine who's a Liverpool fan and he's, you know, his dad was a Liverpool, he's actually German, but he's half English, half German, but born in Germany and his dad's a Liverpool fan. So he's a big Liverpool fan, but we're chatting about it today. And where do you draw a line? Like he said, he's, he has a big Liverpool flag, 
who lives in Vienna, mm. and he's taking it down. Yeah. And certainly the chat we had before, if your team goes bust, who who would you support? Yeah. When I yeah. said Man City, yeah. that's out of the window. It's going to have to be Spurs. I know. Oh, God. Something, yeah. I don't know. It'd be some some really crappy local city. I don't, it's just, oh, it just doesn't have to leave a bad... It leaves a bad taste in your throat, but it's also inevitable. Yeah. Well, let's see. It will be interesting, because in, in mm. some sense, in the discussion tonight, you, you've taken the... Or at least... Um, pointed out a potentially optimistic path, and, and yeah. as is my want, <laughs> I've taken the <laughs> doom and gloom, yeah. where everything is gloom and doom. Maybe you know it will be interesting to see how it pans out. I mean, you see the you see the pictures outside Anfield tonight, yeah, and yeah. You know, people hanging up the black flags and rest yeah. of it Liverpool. And if if the numbers of people who claim they're going to rip up the season tickets and never go back, if if, if it mm. actually happens, well. Maybe, then maybe it's good. This but I did like what um, Gary Neville says. He's what Liverpool, you'll never walk alone and all that crap. Especially with the People's Club, you know. I quite, I quite like that little dig. Well, yeah, me too. And especially when he, he made the point of including United in his analysis of it. Well, he completely criticised his own club. It yeah. sounded like you know, built up by workers <laughs> over a hundred years ago. Do you know I've got an Italian colleague? And he sent me a message today. He says, I saw that Gary Neville thing and it looked like he was channeling Daniel Beaver. Yeah. And, at first, yeah. and then I thought, oh, that's a real compliment, actually. I was, yeah, I'll say that's a massive compliment. Context, yeah, yeah. In that, other things, maybe not, but in that context, yeah. You just need to develop a big sort of uh, like wrinkle thing down your forehead. Yeah, and, look, the top of your nose. and look permanently uh, pissed off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it with former footballers? Like, it makes them look permanently pissed off. You I don't know. know. And they what, age what, prematurely, what? don't they? You get a player coming through, and he's twenty-two, and he looks fifty. Like God, what? No, I mean, if you if you if you're prime minister or something. Oh no, well you know if you if you have that kind if of you're job, a proper prime minister. But when you when you're a footballer who's won everything you could possibly ever win, and now you're a commentator, I, what have you got to worry about, really? Oh, it's all a bit joyless sometimes, isn't it? It's like Mourinho. Why why has he ever been so? Why has he become so? We well, know he got sacked today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's another... They've been learning from the government, haven't yeah. they? It's, a, it's yeah. a definitely a very bad news day today. Yeah, right. yeah. bin him off. Because any, well, other, know, any other time, that would be a big story, but not today. They could have done it the other, actually, could have done it the other way around, couldn't they? Fire, fire Mourinho off and then smuggle in joining the European Super League yeah. in the shadow. <laughs> they, they missed a trick there, actually. They should have fired yeah. him and waited until Tuesday to announce that they're joining the European Super By the way, well, we're doing this particular thing. But it almost, they're so like, you don't wish ill, but Spurs to just go, you know, go really arse up. Kane leaves because yeah. they built that new stadium and they've got that fancy cheese stall. Oh, God. And all that crap. And they and built the new stadium, spent a lot of money, even though they're still crap. I mean, haha, going to European Super League, Super League's a failure. And like, oh, please, can I come back? Please, can I come back? Of course you, of course you can. What's the 10th division? Is it Ithmian League? I don't know. Off you pop, down there, Southern Counties League. Work your way up like everybody else. I'd, I would particularly enjoy that, even though I don't think it's going to happen. And that goes the same for the other five as well. I'd surf yeah. them all out, I really would. It'd be interesting to see how Liverpool fans handle this, because if there's one team you'd think that fans, where the fans yeah. would really be against it, I, yeah. I'd imagine it's Liverpool. So I'm very interested to see what they come out with, the fans. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. As I say, I think um, that the, the owners, they're not so stupid as to not 
It's not like they have the, the, the how can I put this well, mixing me metaphors. It's not that they don't have the finger on the emotional pulse. Yeah. They, clearly they don't. They, they, they're never there. They don't, they're not interested yeah. in watching football on a day-to-day basis. But they, they have enough people around them to know yeah. that this will be hugely unpopular with their fan base. And they must know that you ride that out for three, four, five years uh, and then nobody right. cares anymore. Yeah, and, and yeah, have have, have they built this into their business model that even if they, I'm coming full circle with our discussion here, if you alienated your entire home-based Liverpool fan base, every everybody who's a everybody who's a Merseyside Liverpool fan hmm. no longer supports Liverpool. Yeah, they would have well have included that in their business model. They so, would have. You know what? They would have anticipated this for sure. These are smart guys, and also, and also, when you say the amount of flack they're going to get, if you're if you're in the stadium every week for every mm. game, then it might hurt. But they never go. Mm. They're, they're safely in the fancy bunkers in the United States. I, yeah, I did exactly. like what another thing Neville said. I've said the bottle merchants, the bottle, bottle merchants. You never see them. You never see mm. them bottle merchants. So what I reckon is um, my feeling today, just reading all the stuff is, if dealt with properly, this is a massive opportunity to reform the game in a much much better way. I appreciate that might sound very naive and it is very, very optimistic. But if handled correctly, tell this big six to fuck off, restructure football, make it more competitive, wind down the Champions League and uh, make it more uh, on a a knockout basis, make it more entertaining, and it could very well be a very bright future. Chances are against it, chances are against it. That's my hope. Uh, Dale, what do you reckon? (laughs) Beautiful final word, that is. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to follow us, we are at IndieLiga on Twitter. Write there some comments, questions, topics you might want us to talk about. Whatever you want. Also, if you get the chance, a nice review, five stars, wherever you listen to your podcast would be great. Thanks again, and till the next episode.